0: Hey folks, Josh here for another weekly business vlog. It is the month of February. Is it just me, or has, since probably the last like two, three years, I feel like time has been moving faster. I feel like it's like a COVID thing. Anyways, February the 4th, 2024, hope you're going, hope your week is going well, hope your year's going well, we're already in the second month of 2024, kinda crazy, but anyways, Things have been going well on my end. Hopefully things are going well on your end as well. As you know with these weekly updates, I like to give you some news stories, you know, updates from my last week in business, talk about the books I'm reading, share some thoughts, all that kind of stuff. You know what I was thinking this morning? I was finishing a workout. This is a somewhat of a tangent, but it fits into a, a into a business update. I was finishing, I, I, I work out probably three, four, five times a week, kind of depending on the week and I was listening to the Founders Podcast, which I highly recommend if you haven't listened to it before. It's quickly become my favorite. As many of you know, I already enjoy reading biographies and autobiographies of entrepreneurs and business people, and this is basically the podcast version of it. right? I'm not sure if you've heard of the Founders Podcast, but anyways, highly recommend it. I'm not affiliated, right? Wish I was. Anyways. And I was listening to an episode on Charlie Munger, and I was finishing and I get back up and I'm, you know, having some water, making my coffee and I'm like, damn, we are so advantaged these days. Now here's an interesting, okay, so hold on, let me share my my thought and, and now I'll just realize that it can also be an, a disadvantage in some ways, but we have, we've never had so much information and resources at our fingertips, right? I can wake up, I can start my day. I can go right down to the gym, get a good workout in and the entire time. I'm listening to an educational podcast about one of the maybe smartest and most successful business people of the last you know, century, and I'm just gaining all that wisdom while I'm working out before I even start my day, right? And it kind of made me think, and maybe this is a weird thought, I don't know, you, you, you guys can let me know what you think, and I was like, wow, we, like, we've never lived in an age like this where I can just click download within 10 seconds, the episode's ready, stick my AirPods in with no cords, and go work out, and for like 40 minutes, just listen to gold, like pure informational gold in terms of like life and business lessons. You know what I mean? Like 30, 40, and, and more years ago, they didn't have access to that kind of stuff, right? Like when Charlie was growing up, obviously they had books, which apparently he, did, he read a lot of, right? Charlie and Warren Buffett and all them did a lot, a lot of reading. But, you know, when hopping on the bus, when hopping in the car, when taking the subway, when going for a walk, when working out, we can just have these earphones in our head or whatever, you know, pull up a book or, or a blog or a vlog or whatever, and be intaking such valuable information. And I wonder how that affects things like success rates, right? Like for example, maybe it's become more competitive because there's more people and there's more businesses, but are more business owners more successful because we have access to more and better information? I don't know. Now the flip side is there's so much information that focusing and attention spans have probably become more important than ever, right? So again, if we go back to like Charlie, for example, when he was growing up, there were no, well, there were, but there there were no, like, apps. There was no TikTok staring at him. There was no YouTube shorts staring at him. There weren't all these crazy ads and stupid videos, right? There's a lot of great videos and podcasts. There's a lot of stupid videos and podcasts. So, I don't know. That's what I was thinking this morning, which was like, pardon my sip of water, which is like, if you're strategic about it and you make a conscious effort to ingest smart, helpful, intelligent, useful information. You can just learn so much, right? The other thing was I was listening to this podcast on 1.2, right? 20% faster. So within like a 30-minute workout, I'd basically learned like the key life lessons of Charlie Munger, right? Which is kind of crazy. Before I even sit down at my computer to start my day or whatever, you know, whatever you're doing that day, if it's a weekend or a weekday, I've already ingested 30 minutes of incredible life lessons from Charlie Munger, right? Anyways, food for thought. I don't know. Maybe that's helpful. Maybe that's not. But again, I think more importantly than ever, we also have to be aware of the opposite, which is so many people, I think the average is like people spend three, four hours a day on their phone. What are you doing on your phone? Are you scroll scrolling through TikTok? Are you looking at Instagram? Are you fighting with people on Twitter, right? Are you going down Reddit rabbit holes that may not be so valuable, right? So again, there's so much at our fingertips, we just have to be careful with the tips of our fingers and how we are using them. Anyways, some deep thoughts there to start off the episode. Now, in terms of my week, it was a pretty interesting week. Why? Because it was much more of a product-focused week for me. It's kind of like, you know how Everything always happens in batches. Well, this week, all of our product stuff is coming to a, I don't want to say close. Two big features are coming to a head at the same time, which is, of course, how it happens, right? We have two engineers at Visto building, you know, different features for our immigration software, which is great because we're launching new features faster than ever. And of course, we have (laughs) each of them is working on a pretty great new feature that I'm very excited about. So I think the month of February will be big for us. The problem is there's like the interesting thing about building tech, especially when it's something niche and relies on a domain expert. So for example, we do immigration tech, which means you kind of need an immigration expert to work in tandem with our tech workers, right? Our tech workers are not immigration lawyers. I'm the immigration lawyer. So it's it's a fun team exercise where you have your software developers and engineers building the tech, and you have your immigration lawyer, in our case, kind of ideating and helping design and helping think about how it should work from the user perspective, and then the software developers go off and build it, right? Which means there's a little bit of back and forth, right? I help in the initial stages with the design, then they go build some stuff, then they come back and we review and we test, then they go back, blah, 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 right? Now, the interesting thing about this week is that two, two you know, two big features are coming to a head kind of at the same time, which is not a bad thing, but it it means I have to spend a lot more time on product than I normally do, which I don't mind because I really enjoy working on product, right? One thing I'll say is, if you're thinking about starting a tech company, or maybe you already have one, is you better be ready to wear a lot of hats. In my case, I certainly do, right? the way we've kind of designed this. And this is going to differ depending on tech company and depending on how many co-founders and what the specialties of your co-founders are. But my co-founder, Alex, pretty much handles all the tech and I handle everything else, right? Well, Alex handles the tech and a lot of our customer support as well, which are two extremely important parts of the company. And then I handle everything else, which tends to be a couple big things and a couple little things, right? Sales is obviously very important. Training, onboarding, customer, you know, initial customer success, I handle as well, very important. And then things like finance, bookkeeping, accounting, you know, all those little things are typically what I handle as well. So switching between a lot of hats, but I love product. I really like working on product. So this week, because a few of these big features are coming to a head, it's been me spending a little bit more time on product than otherwise. And that's been kind of fun. So yeah. I don't know, I still had decent amount of calls this week. I'd say about average, average to like a hair below average. If if we look at like the average number of calls and stuff like that that I do on a week to week basis, probably a right around average with a significant more of my spare time being spent helping build and, and test the product, which is a good sign. I think we're going to have a very exciting month of February with these Two big new features. I'm not going to mention them this week. Maybe I'll mention them in the next week or two as we get closer. There is the potential that one of them we even start beta testing next week. At which point I'd be more than comfortable sharing. But one of them we're trying to come a little bit quote unquote like out of the dark with, right? Like a little bit of a surprise and not talk too much about it ahead of time for probably obvious reasons. So, anyways, it's it's fun. I like the multiple hats. I don't know about you folks. But I don't know if I could ever just work within one function, right? I don't know if I could ever just be in sales or in marketing or in product. What I kind of like is being able to switch gears and ideally manage multiple elements of the business, right? I love helping. I love doing a whole bunch of different stuff in a week right i love being able to hop on a product call and then immediately having to hop on a sales call and then immediately having to talk about customer success and then having to do the books for the month you know what i mean i don't love doing the bookkeeping but as a ceo i like knowing where every dollar is going in a company this is probably a conversation we could have for an entire episode that i'm not going to go into right now but i think it's extremely valuable for the ceo or one of the co-founders doesn't have to be the ceo to do the monthly bookkeeping, at least at the beginning, right? Now, maybe once you hit a certain volume, it's not worth your time and energy to, 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 to actually do the bookkeeping, like to go into QuickBooks each month and do the bookkeeping, but I still do our bookkeeping every single month. And what that means is I know where every single dollar is coming from and where every single dollar is going to. And I find that that's probably a good thing as a co-founder, as a CEO of the company, and I find that it kind of helps me make better decisions when when you know the numbers and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, that's kind of been my week. I don't know. Do you agree? Do you guys do your own bookkeeping even? the The system I would recommend is <clears throat> use technology, right? We use either for Visto, I use QuickBooks, and for my professional corporation, I use Wave in Canada. We, I don't know if it, this exists in the US or other companies, countries. I think QuickBooks is like worldwide, but I use Wave because they have a pretty good free account and my professional corporation, like there's barely any transactions, So I didn't really wanna pay for QuickBooks cause I'm cheap. So I, I really like QuickBooks, especially if you're doing relatively significant volume or you need stuff like payroll, QuickBooks makes that very easy. But for my PC, I use Wave and they have a pretty good free account. And uh, anyways, I'm curious, like, do many of you do your own bookkeeping? My system is I do the monthly bookkeeping using software, either Wave or QuickBooks. And then at the end of the year, you can just invite your accountant into your account and they can review everything and prepare your tax return. I probably could do some of our tax returns. I just, I'm too lazy and I I don't know. I don't want to figure it out. I'd rather just pay a professional. I, I think there's like a fine line between what when it's time to pay a professional and when it's not, right? Bookkeeping, relatively straightforward. I put some music on and within an hour, I knock out our monthly bookkeeping, right? As an example. Whereas I don't really want to teach myself how to, how to do year-end taxes. And I think that one mistake or missing out on one opportunity, it more than pays for itself to use a, use a proper accountant. So I do all of our books, and then at the end of the year, I just hand it over to the accountant, and usually it's basically no work for me at the end of the year, because I've been doing the monthly accounting, so all of our books are up to date anyways. So anyways, that's my system. Let me know what your thoughts are if you have a different system or recommendation, but I would highly recommend doing it that way. Anyways, really quick because I've been rambling here on a whole bunch of random topics. In terms of books, I finished last week Onward, the the Starbucks book by Howard Schultz. It's called Onward. I recently discovered, because I posted about it on LinkedIn, I didn't know he's got other books too on different parts of the Starbucks journey. So this book that I read Onward is basically about a narrow point in time between 2007 and 2010-ish where Schultz went back to, or came back, or at that point, went back to becoming the CEO of the company. He was the CEO and founder of the company. Then eventually he kind of, I guess, like half retired and became chairman. And then the company was going through some very tough times. So he went, he came back to being CEO to kind of, quote unquote, rescue the company. And it was a really good read. It, it, it's an autobiography, so it's written by him or from his perspective. And I learned a lot as a co-founder, business owner, And if, especially if you're in leadership or management or strategy and stuff like that, I I think you'll really like the book. And I recently started reading the autobiography. So I finished that book. I would highly recommend it. I think it was very good. Especially if you're, I mean, I don't have like a personal interest in Starbucks. I think it's a, I don't know, cool company. Like I like their coffee. I don't love Starbucks. I'm not a, I'm not a coffee nut either way. I love coffee. It just all tastes the same to me. But anyways, I, I, would rec- I think it's a recommended read. And what I started reading was the, I got to look up the name now, the autobiography of Lee Iacocca, who is the former president of Ford and I believe Chrysler. I haven't got to that part of the book yet. But basically, yeah, it's called Where Have All the Leaders Gone? No, is it? I, don't, I think that's another one. Iacocca, an autobiography. That's just the name. Yeah. Uh, Iacocca, an autobiography by Lee Iacocca with William Novak. I guess was like the, you know, the ghost writer or what? I don't know. Whoever the heck helped him write the book. Anyways, he was formerly, excuse me, the president of Ford. And then I think becomes the president or CEO of Chrysler. I haven't got to that part yet. It's a really good book so far. I really like it. I'm probably 35, 40% of the way through. I like his writing style and I'm at the part where I don't want to ruin anything, but like I guess about the first third of the book, maybe closer to half is about his experience at Ford and now it's probably going to shift over to Chrysler. But so far, the part at Ford has been very interesting, just kind of seeing the inner workings and how he worked his way up and the drama and, and anyways, I don't, want, I don't want to ruin anything. But I really like the book so far. I really like the writing style. It's easy to, it's an, I would call it a very easy read and it's interesting and certainly keeping my attention. So I don't know if I'll have it finished by next week. I might. I'm reading it at an above average pace, I would say. So anyways, I should have it done within a week or two for a full review, but I've definitely been enjoying it so far and would highly recommend it. That is where I'm going to wrap up for this week, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you are watching on YouTube, if you could like the video and hopefully you're subscribed by now, would really help promote the show and help with the algorithms and all that fun stuff. If you're listening to the podcast, if you can just make sure you're subscribed or leave a five star, all that stuff really helps as well. Hopefully you enjoy. If you have any feedback, by all means, please let me know. I love getting feedback. Are you liking it? Are you not liking it? Ways I could improve? Topics you'd like me to talk more about? Anyways, let me know, especially on my Substack. If you're not already, check the link in the description to my weekly Substack. That's probably the best way to get in touch, right? Because if you get my weekly Substack every Monday morning, where I send out a story, a lesson, and what I'm reading about, right? I talk a little bit about that stuff too. But I share what I like to think is a fun story, a key lesson, and the books I'm reading and all that kind of stuff as well. So make sure you're on the Substack. Link will be in the description. Thank you very much again for watching, listening, whatever the heck you're doing. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope you have a great week ahead. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.